0: Hey, Fit Family. I am so glad you're listening to the podcast today. Today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Amy Connell. She is a certified personal trainer, and she owns the company Graced Health. We get to learn all about her today, and she gets to reflect back on some mistakes she made as she was growing her family and building a healthy lifestyle for herself and her family, but then also just the grace that the Lord provided as she was journeying through building her healthy lifestyle from the inside out so you are not going to want to miss this it is a beautiful testimony of what the lord has done in her life and just grown her over these last years and then be on the lookout for next week when she is going to be on the podcast again having a conversation with 20 to 30 year olds on what she would do differently if she were to look back and change some things in her health and her fitness journey so dive in and get to know amy today You are listening to the Move Your Body Differently podcast, where we talk about how your theology of God affects your wellness journey. I'm Shayla Darty, a Jesus follower, wife, mama, and owner of SD FitWell. I know staying healthy and fit can often feel like an obligation and can leave you feeling defeated, anxious, and maybe in an endless cycle of losing and gaining weight and wondering why in the world you just can't get it right. And that's why I'm on a mission to see generations of women take back their health and fitness from the enemy and instead honor God with their bodies by exercising and eating healthy because we get to, not because we have to. For too long as women, we've been held captive by a never-reaching standard of body beauty, and it is time to break free. By seeing your wellness through the lens of the gospel, you can be empowered with boldness, more confident in the gifts God has given you, and increase your mental and physical capacity so you can be more present to those around you. If you're ready to feel free from the weight of your current health and fitness regimen, then keep listening. I can't wait to share with you how the gospel shapes our fitness and health journeys. Listen while you work out, drive in the car, or while your kids run around crazy, but go ahead and invite Jesus into your wellness journey and let's see how he changes our hearts together. Imagine breaking free from the frustration of quick fixes and finding the clarity you need in your unique season of life. My 12-week transformation package is all about empowering you to have a successful health journey for the Lord, yourself, and your family. We'll unpack your top goals, create a personalized strategy with rhythm dials for adaptability, and provide you with a 12-week action plan tailored to your life. No matter what season of life you are in, we can make health and fitness work for you. It's the key to sustaining lasting success and prioritizing your well-being lifelong. Let's chat and transform your journey today. You can book your 12-week transformation package with the link in the show notes below. Hey fit family and welcome to the move your body differently podcast today i'm excited to bring on my new friend amy connell who is a certified personal trainer who actually wants you to take a rest day and not work super hard all the time and she is a nutrition coach who also wants you to enjoy dessert which i think is awesome And she helps women feel and function well in simple and grace-filled ways so that they can fulfill their purpose, whatever that is, in whatever season of life. Amy is the host of the Graced Health Podcast, author of the books, Your Worthy Body for Women and Your Core Strength for Teen Girls. Which, side note, I'm super excited about for seeing as how my husband is a student pastor. I'm really excited to get my hands on that. Um, But she is also the creator of the low-impact online class, Be Complete. And she lives in Houston, Texas with her husband and their very hungry teen boys, which I will get very soon because I'm about to have two boys, and her stray-turned-princess pit bull named Grace. Obviously, grace is a huge part of what you do, but welcome to the podcast, Amy. Go ahead and share with our audience anything else you want to share. I know I just gave them the whole gist of you, but uh, we're so glad you're here, and I cannot wait to let all of my listeners get to know you. Well, thank you, Shayla, and it
1: I'm thrilled to be here, and I think you pretty much recapped it in the bio, but yes, grace is threaded throughout our lives because, uh, boy, we sure do need it, and thank you, Jesus, for that
0: grace. Indeed. Indeed. So I'm excited for the first episode of that. My guests are always on. I ask them a series of five questions. And so I'm excited to get into those today. And that first question is, what made you start taking first start taking your health seriously in your own lives?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny, because we all have our different stories that we pull into it. I grew up moving, I grew up dancing, and then doing the whole like, palm and cheerleader and drill team thing in high school. Uh, In college, it was very natural for me to continue moving. However, college is kind of when it turned into managing my body. So I love Mm. moving my body. And then it turned into, okay, this is going to be a way for me to get us to be a certain size or, you know, drop some weight or something like that. And I I really, I mean, in hindsight, and honestly, through the wisdom that I've had on with some really educated um, registered dietitians who we are, mm-hmm. we have mutual friends with, I've kind of realized yeah. that I had a, a bit of some disordered eating, disordered movement, mm-hmm. but really it started as a way to manage my body. Um, eating, eating stuff um, or, you know, e- eating healthy, quote unquote, healthy foods and moving wow. my body. And I was very serious about that. However, as I got older, one of the transformative things that God taught me was he said, you are spending more time thinking about the food you're going to eat and the exercise you're going to do than you are about me. And that was a very slow transition into taking care of myself for a greater purpose, which we can talk about more. I I won't totally
0: (laughs) take over the whole thing. Yes, yeah. And I love that you said, and it was really in your college years that you saw that shift. And it's so interesting because I was talking, I think we have mutual friends with Brittany Braswell, too. Mm-hmm. And when she was talking in her latest interview with me, she was talking about how she actually gets college students as clients. And it honestly shocked me. But then at the same time, I was like, that was probably around the time for me as well college into my master's, which was still early 20s, like 19 to 21, when it really became more of and like you said, I love what you said, managing my body. I was trying to manage my body physique and what it looked like. And I think that's so it's just so interesting, that age group of and teens moving from teens into that age group and love what you're doing with your core book that your core strength book that's coming out soon. But for the next question, how you have two boys at home that are always hungry and they're teenagers, so life's never dull for you, but how do you create a culture of health for yourself as a fitness professional? Because I feel like fitness professionals often can put themselves on the back burner or because they're focusing on everybody else and it's more exhausting to, to, to do it for themselves, but how do you do that for yourself and then also for your family? And feeding those boys, man, your grocery bill has to be really high.
1: I tell you what the biggest the biggest pro tip I can give you is get a Costco membership <laughs> with yeah. with those children. Oh, true. And I am like five four on a tall day, and my kids are both over six four. So it and they were athletes, so it it was a lot. It was a lot of food they had. And I will be the first to tell you, Shayla, in terms of creating a culture for my family, I don't think I necessarily nailed this on the head. In fact, I know I didn't, mm. especially when they were younger. I have always moved. And so that's always been just part of my DNA. And I I read something and I so wish I could remember where I read this, but it was basically if we kind of think about our families like a, you know a pack of animals a pack of you know dogs or something like that when your children are growing up there is some things that there are things that are normalized in your family in your pack and if moving is one of them then they are have a higher chance of joining the pack because that's just what they do now mm-hmm. where i really messed up was it turned into um, kind of at all costs at times. I may mm-hmm. or may not have put my kids in the gym daycare when they were sick because I wanted to
0: get my work in. Yes. Yeah. And many moms who are listening are probably guilty of that. Yes.
1: Yes. I was always, you know, I, we had, I had such a focus on health and on, you know, what we would, what, what people would consider healthy foods. And I do believe in the nutritive value that foods can offer. However, what happened is I got so focused on that and eat this. It's healthy. Don't eat that. It's healthy. And finally, at one point, my son was probably about six and he goes, mom, why does everything I have to eat be healthy? Why can't I just eat to eat? And I and I was like, oh, now that's a really good mm-hmm. question, but, but I will say my husband and I were both pretty physically active. I learned to reframe some of the conversations about food, which I think was really helpful. It was part of my journey. And I just brought my kids along on that journey. And then whenever they had their own interests in moving, we supported that as pretty much any parent would do. My older son, when he was in fifth grade, well, it was, I don't remember what year it was, but it was, he finished it in fifth grade. He decided he wanted to do 10,000 pushups in one year, which is a whoa, big number. <laughs> and it it really, when we started doing the math on this, like all of the, you know, all of the, the parenting or the parents who like to incorporate everyday math into this, it's like, okay, so 10,000 pushups is how many pushups in a month? Well, how many pushups is that in a week? And it really kind of turned into, if I remember, it was like 220 a week, which was relatively manageable if we pulled it out on a day-by-day basis so there was some really good yeah. lessons in like eating the elephant one bite at a time but we did that as a family yeah. we just did that and then it was really that's fun awesome. because my son waited to do his final 10 until the last 10 seconds of the year so we got to have all of that on on, on tape wow, and that's <laughs> fun yeah not tape obviously on video but yeah I think developing a culture is an art Because we want to move, we want to eat foods Mm -hmm. that make us feel and function well, but not get too obsessed over it, that it turns our kids the wrong way and turns it away from them, which there's a lot of research on that as well, getting too obsessed, too focused on it. So it's definitely an art. I don't know. Let me know. Let's check back in 10 years and I can tell you if that worked or not.
0: Yeah, but I love that you're able to reflect. And I'm sure that's helpful for your clients that you can reflect and say, hey, this is what I did. And I felt like in, you know, not that it was wrong, but I could have done it better, you know? And I feel like that's what makes us good coaches and trainers is we are the ones that make those mistakes. And we're like, well, don't do it the way I did it. (laughs) You know, like we're the forerunners of those mistakes. And usually that's what brings us to become a coach is because we learn through those mistakes. And I think that's, that's, it's, great to be able to reflect back and be able to see that and then say, okay, this is where it shifted. And I think so many, even for us young moms, we get so caught up in wanting to do it perfectly and trying to follow the gentle eating or, you know, rainbow nutrition, I remember what eat the rainbow, you know, Mm -hmm. all of the, the things with our kids that we forget that we're one, we're not perfect. And then two, we're not going to get it right the first time. And that's okay. And if we do, wow, you know, awesome. Uh, But we're not going to. And even if we don't, it's okay. It's not going to ruin our kids' lives, hopefully. But we're just going to keep learning and we're going to keep growing. And I, I feel like that's such a, just even as a young mom myself, that speaks to me and reminding me, it's okay that I don't get it right all the time and or create that culture perfectly because it's not like you said, you know, it's gonna move ebb and flow, and there's gonna be a rhythm to it too. And so um with that, why do you believe it's necessary to build your health and fitness from a biblical perspective?
1: Yeah, well, this is one thing that God really had to get a hold of me and shake me up for me to listen <laughs> to what he mm-hmm. was trying to teach me. And basically that is that our bodies were he created our unique and original bodies with purpose and for a purpose, and we take care of ourselves so we can fulfill that purpose. There is no BMI index in the Bible. And this is something I like to remind people of. Like there is nowhere in the Bible that God says that we have to look a certain way, that we have to be a certain height or weight or weight, depending on our height, What God does ask us to do is to use our bodies to love and serve others. Mm -hmm. Take care of ourselves so we can do that. Because when we are not moving, when we are not putting the kinds of foods in our body that make us feel well, I talk a lot about feeling and functioning well, we're not able to do that as much. So that is really where God has... You know, and it's it's a constant learning process for me as well. But to me, when I hold my health in that biblical perspective, then I am able to give myself grace when I'm not moving mm-hmm. like I normally do or when I'm not feeling great. You know, I am um, in my late 40s. I'm knocking on the door of 50 and this whole like perimenopause phase throws you for a loop and talk about ebbs and flows. Yeah. So, it gives me a lot mm-hmm. of grace when it's like, okay, what is my long term goal? Well, my long term goal is to be like, you know what? I would love, Shayla. I would love it if one of my kids moved to Colorado and I could go hiking with them. And I like, I want to be like 80 years old hiking on a
0: mountain. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, yeah. So, how can I do that now? Well, maybe it's just paying attention and taking a rest day or taking mm-hmm. down, doing some lower impact, but constantly remembering. That I'm taking care of myself because God has things he wants me doing, big or small, creative, seasonally. There's a lot of different ways of looking at that. And that is why I'm taking care of my body, not so it will look a certain way.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I want to ask this question now. I'm not going to because we're going to talk about this in the next episode. But just I'm really excited in the next, just a plug for the next episode, just being able to ask. You know, you said you're late 40s, being able to talk about, in like, reflecting back, what would you tell yourself? And I'm really excited for that. And just even hearing your answer and reminding me in what I'm doing, too, in the season I'm in, of just, I'm doing what the Lord's calling me to do. And if we take care of our bodies like our bodies carry us to do these things you know and so we have to find ways to take care of them well but not like you were talking about obsess over it or go on the other end where we neglect over it either and so i also like i'm probably going to quote you in the uh there's no bmi in the bible (laughs) (laughs) it's so true it is so true and i remember early it was still pretty early in my career as a fitness person but I remember somebody told me they came back from their doctor and they were like, "Well, they said my BMI was this." And I was like, "Honestly, like it doesn't really matter. If all your, you know, all of your numbers are good, you're healthy, you're active, you know, you're pursuing, you have good energy levels, all of these things, why does that matter? As long as you're healthy and functioning well, you know what I'm saying? Like there are medical reasons for for some weight loss things, but um bmi doesn't and but yet we can get so fixated on it and not particularly i wouldn't say like the word bmi but we get so fixated on being lean or being wanting to not have as much fat as possible basically is um where a lot of my clients come they're like i want to lose weight i want to be lean i want to be toned and i just want to have as little fat as possible and it's like you know fat's healthy (laughs) yeah right (laughs) it's <laughs> really like healthy to have that on your body. You know, like we don't want to get negative body person, you know, not that you can, but. Anyways. Oh, I had, there you have so oh, many things.
1: Different. I so wish we could dig into some of that,
0: maybe in the next episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. So with that, so I'm excited for you to talk about this too. How do you help others through health and fitness?
1: Yeah. What I have learned about myself is I love the education aspect. I used to go to fitness classes and I totally dug it when the instructor would say, we are doing glute bridges because this is important for strengthening all of your glutes, not just the big ones. And I love the why, because when I can connect something that helps get me on board. And I think that that is true with my clients and with my community as well. Once we understand the why of why we are doing something from a movement or even why someone is recommending a particular type of food in a phase that you're in, then it makes it it makes more sense. So I just love the education of that. And I do that in a variety of ways. Um, and it's just kind of, God has moved me into this. By the way, I never ever, this was not in the life plan, in Amy's mm-hmm. life plan. <laughs> But doing this, you know, it was in God's life plan. Uh, But I love educating. Uh, You know, I do it on the socials to an extent. I'm still gingerly figuring out like how to be active on the socials without, you know, dying a little bit in my soul every time I get on.
0: Um, (laughs) Yes, I I feel that very deeply.
1: (laughs) I love it on, you know, I I do it on the podcast. Um, And then that's one reason why I've written these books is because it's my way of when I'm sitting across from a friend who's doing this having the same struggle of what we were just talking about oh i need to lose weight my doc i'm i'm bigger than i ever was kids totally you know messed up my body there's a lot of different words that are coming out of our mouths that have to do with unhappiness and discontent in our bodies mm-hmm. and so i wrote it yeah. for not only as part of my learning process but also for people of like what the world is telling you is not necessarily what God is wanting for you. And there is absolutely research and science. And I include that in both of my books and there is grace and there is so much more to our health than eating and exercise. In fact, that's really just a portion of it. So these, both of these books have just been part of the journey, but that's really what it comes down to is education. Like I want to share the things that god has taught me and that i have learned and it's taken me 20 years of being a fitness professional to truly understand and it's the privilege of having conversations like this on you know on my graced health podcast but that's where i love it so it's you know the the books which we can talk about here in a second but then also my graced health podcast and i've been doing short little episodes with education like okay ladies we're in menopause why is calcium important and we talk about that. And yeah. and it's more than just like, well, just because of strong bones, like there are hormonal changes going on in our bodies. So that's yeah. really where I totally geek out is the education aspect and helping, you know, and yeah. helping others kind of get that and figure out the why so they can apply that in their own health and fitness.
0: Yeah. Are you familiar with the Enneagram? Yes. When are you?
1: <laughs> I'm a nine. <laughs> I'm a nine, and then I've been told I have a pretty strong eight wing.
0: I I would not have guessed that actually. What
1: would you have guessed?
0: I would have guessed closer to a five because a five loves learning and educating, and that's what I am. I'm a five, mm-hmm. and I love learning all the things, and then dispersing it, like redoing it, and like making it applicable for people's lives. But nine, okay. That, my husband is a nine. Well, He's a little peacekeeper.
1: Yes, the peace. Yes, the peacekeeper. It, what's interesting shayla is about a year and a half ago i did the clifton strengths finder and i don't know if you're familiar yeah. with that but my top 5 yes. and i keep my name tag with my with my strength finders in there my top my very number 1 is input so i okay. d- definitely love learning yep. intellection is another one and then harmony and i'm like okay well there's no surprise there so yeah three yeah. of my top 5 have to do with with learning and Mm-hmm. And, and harmony, which yeah. sometimes causes disharmony when I'm, anyway, that's a whole different thing.
0: <laughs> oh, I see all that. I'm married to one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so you did, you mentioned your books again. I do want you to go ahead and just tell them a little bit about Your Worthy Body and then your core strength.
1: Yes. Your Worthy Body came out about two years ago and that the subtitle is Find Freedom and Health by breaking all the rules. I wrote it for women who are doing the best they can and they look around and they feel like whatever they are doing is never enough because it probably is. What I do is I take 22 health and fitness rules, quote unquote myths, however you wanna talk about it or however you wanna say it, and I break them using exercise science and nutrition science and it's all done through a lens of faith. The first part of the book, reframes our mind to what we were talking about at the earlier or earlier in this conversation. We take care of ourselves so we can do what we're called to do. So we dig into what does a calling mean? What are the different types of callings? And really helps us see like the broader perspective of taking care of ourselves. And it includes a lot of grace. Of course, it includes a lot of balance, sustainability and empowerment for women to Mm -hmm. figure out what works for them. This new book that is coming out in February 2022 is called Your Core Strength. What happened when I released Your Worthy Body for women in my community is primarily women over 40, 40, 50s, 60s, they came to me and said, Amy, I need something like this for my daughters. So I wrote mm. Your Core Strength for teen girls, specifically like high school age young women who are wanting to yeah. take care of themselves and hear everything that they get in 60 seconds or less on TikTok or Instagram. There's a lot of Um. noise and chaos and confusion, and I wanted to make it simple. So I wrote this book that is very skimmable. Every chapter's title is a question, and some of them are pretty technical questions, like how much protein do I need? Some of them are... Um, broad, like, well, what is my core strength? Because spoiler alert, your core strength is actually an acronym. Core is an acronym for C stands for calling. We take care of our bodies so we can do what we're called to do. O is our original and unique bodies. were designed by God. R is relationship um, with God and others are important. And E is everything, not just Eating and exercise is important to our health. Mm. So I take a very holistic approach and answer questions, too, that some of these young women want to know, like, how can I sleep better? How can I take care of my mental health? And then probably the number one question I get from moms and they their daughters don't know is, my daughter's constipated. What can, what can I do to help her? So I, yeah. I'm like the quirky aunt who has no problem with the potty humor. And so I talk about this stuff. <laughs> So they they complement each other, mm-hmm. just like I, I assume that you have this has have you have had this happen as well. But I have learned a lot on the podcast. So there are some things that have changed. Some of my minds, a little bit of mindset, and especially around food, has changed a bit since your worthy body. But they're designed to be able mm-hmm. to where mom and daughter can read it, and then they will complement each other. Mm-hmm. And then of course I have a parents guide for like the cliff notes, which. The girls don't know what cliff notes mean, probably, but the moms will. (laughs) Spark notes. notes. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) For So moms can be like, okay, what's my daughter reading? And they can get the shortened version of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is great. And now the core strength one is coming out in 2024, right?
1: Yes. February 2024. God willing is the expected launch date. Yes.
0: Awesome. Yes. And like I said, I'm already excited about that. I already told our girls director about it at our okay. church. Um, because that would be really something I think unique to do with our girls, our our younger high school girls or just ninth through twelfth grade. But whoever wants to join, because honestly, they do ask a lot of questions. And I get questions from usually older teens a lot through my Instagram asking me some of those questions or like, what is the best workout program for me? And you know and you always want to guide them gently but also give them pretty direct like yeah that's that's great that you're thinking about working out you know but also don't want to create an obsessive culture where moving into college it's like body management kind of thing and so I'm really excited about that. The last question that I ask on this interview is, what is your favorite part about helping others? Also, side note, I am excited. Not the next episode, but eventually you will be back on the podcast talking about menopause. (laughs) And I'm excited for listeners to listen to that. I actually told someone about that today and about your podcast because it's so it's not talked about a lot. It needs to be talked about more, and that's really where I get most of my clients is through that phase of life. My one-on-one clients, at least, uh, is through menopause because their bodies are going crazy, and they're like, what used to happen doesn't happen. You know, what I used to be able to do, I can't do anymore. What's going on with my body? It's freaking out, and I have, you know, Mm -hmm. flab in places I didn't know I could have it in, and, you know, all of the things are happening, and so I'm excited eventually to have you back on again and have you answer that question, but... Going back to the final question, your favorite part about helping others.
1: Yes. And all of the above, by the way, they are the clients who are dealing with that are not alone. And yes, we do have lots of conversations about that over on my Grace Health podcast. But my favorite part about helping others is when they experience those very small wins that they did not know was possible. I had a client once who said, I can get out of bed without hurting in the morning. And that's wow. a huge that's a huge win. I have a client who yeah. said I mean, she, she was super fortunate, and she went on this great European vacation, and she said, "Amy, I was able to walk all over Europe and not be in pain at the end of the day." yeah and it comes back to this concept of feeling and functioning well because that's what we want to mm. do, and that's why we're taking care of ourselves, you know i I love it when Um, Like I have a client who I'm personal training. She's 60 years old and she and her husband have a a business where they were like moving a bunch of stuff. And he said, hey, can you help me with this? And so she lifted up like this 70 pound piece of equipment. I don't know what it was. I mean, it was with the two of them, but, you know, and then put it into the truck or whatever was moving. She said, Amy, I never would have been able to do that. And so here she was able Mm -hmm. to support her business to be partnering with her husband in this and to contribute. And that same client has one year old and three year old grandchildren. And she's like, I'm able to carry one in on my hip and carry with the other, you know, in the, in the carrier and move. And so those are the kinds of things that I love hearing because it enables us to do Mm -hmm. all of the things that God's wanting us to do throughout the day.
0: They're not huge, but they are life changing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, I think too, we often As Again, we're going to talk about this probably a little bit on the next one, but speaking as a young mom and in that culture of servicing young moms, we tend to not celebrate those little wins. And that's what I've had that conversation and had that conversation on my podcast several weeks ago now by the time this one airs, but it was all about celebrating the little wins and like how it feels like for young moms. It's a lost art. Because we're so focused on just trying to get to the next thing that we forget to think, wow, I can carry a baby on one hip and, you know, the car seat on the other arm. That's a big deal that you can physically be able to do that. And I think as we age gracefully, we see the need for that more and we see how good that feels to, to feel and function well, like you were saying. And To celebrate those small things, because those small things do, like you were saying, add up to big things. 70 pounds is is huge. You know, like, yeah, if there are any 60 year olds listening, can you pick that up? You know, like, that's a big deal to be able to say, I did that and I didn't, you know, break my back or I didn't pull it out even. A lot of 30 year olds would probably, you know, pull their back, try to do something like that, you know, and it just goes to show how well one you do, how well you are with working with your clients and meeting them where they are, but then making sure they do that for life, not just a temporary solution. It's a lifestyle that you're building with them. And I think a lot of trainers don't, maybe in the faith-based realm they do, but outside of the faith-based realm, a lot of trainers are just focused on. Let's get you to your goal, whatever your goal is. Let's just help you meet that goal and then, you know, just keep going. And it's always about the next thing rather than let's make this a lifestyle, give you the tools, the strength and the equipping that you need and make it a lifestyle for you. And I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, I could totally geek out, too, about the education for um, the fitness professionals as well. And I think. I would actually say we you probably get both types in both situations, in both circumstances. Yeah. And some of it's just because of what we have grown up in. And that's why continuing education, particularly from the right people, I think is really important as well. And the other thing, too, that if I could just circle back really quickly on in, is, mm-hmm. I think when I go back to my early 30s, when I had a baby on the boob and a baby on the hip and getting frustrated I I so remember that because I always wanted to, you know, like go to the next thing, be able to do the next phase when they yeah. are potty trained, when they are out of diapers or, you know, when they are sleeping through the night. And particularly from a physicality standpoint, you know, I think we have to be very careful not to fall into the comparison trap, not only mm. of, well, what is someone else doing? What is my friend doing? But also what did I used to be? And compa- or comparing it to what I think I need to be able to do, like just meaning ourselves where we are. I, I wish I would have treated that season of my life with more gentleness and patience mm. and understanding that it's just not going to be that way forever. And it's so easy to say that on the other side of it. I mean, like, I know right. you are in the weeds with, with littles and I, I stopped it too, but I I would encourage someone listening, like just remember that comparison to anyone, even yourself is going to be Mm. a losing battle and that God will put you where he wants you to be and get you to where he wants you to go in his
0: timing as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, even in that ending on that, I think that's a perfect place to end of just even comparing to yourself. I think we think of comparison often as to others and where they are, but the phrase I used to be or the mentality I used to be able to or or even comparing to future self of when I can, that's very, very rampant in in young moms. And I think that's that is great advice to remind us to not compare to our own selves where we used to be or where we feel like we're going and live in the moment, and give ourselves that grace to do that. And fun fact, my business used to be called Fear Strength Relentless Grace, um, because we, like, the whole theme was um, we live in uh, the fear strength of the Lord, but then we also live in the relentless grace of Christ. And so we, like, utilize that through our workouts. But I just thought you would like knowing that fun fact about (laughs) my business. I
1: do. I love it. Yes. I love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, with that, we're going to close out this episode because I am super excited for listeners to get to listen to the next episode, too. But let us know where they can find you. We've already talked about a little bit with your podcast, but just kind of reiterate your website. If you have a freebie that they can go and grab from your website, where they can find your books, uh, where you are on Instagram, all of those things. Absolutely. Uh, pretty much in the online space, I'm known
1: as Graced Health, so much so that people call me Grace. I'm like, well, I'll respond to that. But my name is Amy. <laughs> So yeah. I am I am host of the Graced Health Pos- podcast and it's G R A C E D. I like to say we have conver- grace-filled conversations about our physical, mental and spiritual health. So we have a, a lot of mm-hmm. different conversations. I'm Graced Health on Instagram and if someone would like a freebie, one that I have several but one that might be of particular interest is I have a 14-day health and body image devotional. So if you go to Mm. gracedhealth.com slash devotional, or just scroll down to the bottom, you can see where you can sign up for that. And it's a 14 day. You just get one every day and read it whenever it works for you. I I get that it's hard, but that might be, um, that might be one that I think your community would enjoy regardless of where they are, but particularly if they are newer moms, younger moms, because I, I talk a lot about being a young mom
0: in that. Yeah. Yeah. And I will put that link in the show notes below, too, and the link to uh, your podcast and your, on Instagram, your Grace health, too. Anywhere else they can find you, your books. Oh, where can they find your books?
1: Yes. the Well, so Your Worthy Body is on Amazon, and your core strength should be everywhere that books are sold when it comes out. And by that time, Your Worthy Body may be as well. If your community likes audiobooks. Your Worthy Body is also on audio. So you can find that on Audible. Um, Spotify has audiobooks now. Yeah. I think it's on audiobooks.com as well. So that's definitely an option. Okay. But really, if you just go to graced Health G-R-A-C-E-D, health, all one word, dot com, you should be able to get the links to all of that.
0: Perfect. And I'll make sure all of that is in the show notes below. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for being on the podcast today. And I hope everyone listening has just gotten a little bit of wisdom through this. Not a little bit, probably a lot, but a little sneak peek too into the next episode of Reflecting Back and what she would tell herself when she was in her 20s or 30s and reflecting back on her health. So thank you so much for being on the podcast, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, FitFam, it's a blessing to be in this journey with you. The best thing you can do after listening to this podcast is to leave a written review so that other mamas can see the value in their health and fitness journey through the lens of the gospel. Be sure to tap subscribe so you get notified when a new episode airs. I am the most personal, personal trainer out there. My clients, app subscribers, and podcast listeners really do become my good friends. So if we haven't already, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at sdfitwell. Shoot me a DM and let's start a conversation. I truly wanna see the Lord work in your wellness journey and be in it with you. I'm so grateful you've listened. Let's get comfortable being uncomfortable and I can't wait to chat with you in the next episode.